GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. Hello, thanks for listening to the Gibraltar Today podcast. I'm Jonathan Scott. New Year's Eve celebrations are back at Casemates after a four-year absence. Jib Media's Jordan Lopez tells us what we can expect. We'll also have our third and final instalment of the Review of the Year, looking back at some of the biggest news stories to make local headlines in 2023. And the show's producer, Kelly, has a surprise up her sleeve. But first, have you got big plans for 2024? Stroke survivor John Shepherd certainly does. He's taking on the London Marathon. It's not something I ever, ever planned on doing. It's um, something that came up. Um, in fact, it came up while I was laying in Zanet, Um after my latest episode. Um, that, that's a hospital just up the coast? Yep, just up the coast, uh, Zanet, um, that has looked after me considerably well over the last nine years since the actual stroke. And uh, I was laying there in intensive care, checking my emails, and there was a, one from the Stroke Association. Do you want to be part of Team Stroke for the 2024 London Marathon? And uh, I applied um, full-heartedly and it so like september i got an email saying you've been given a place and then the reality hits that maybe i better start doing some training yeah because you're not an endurance person no i mean you you haven't been like a, an endurance athlete in 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 recent years so why why whatever no i mean you yeah, used to play never, cricket never. used to play football but but cricket, you've never rugby, done Maybe a little bit of football. Yeah. Um, it's not so that I ever thought I'd do. Um, I just, I just want to push myself to the boundary um, and look towards the future and just prove, just not not prove. I don't need to prove anything. Uh, surviving a stroke is uh, proof enough that um, you're uh, physically able to do things. Um, I'm hemiplegic, which means my left side is extremely weak and uh, has not recovered as uh, some would probably hope. But um, yeah, just just it's a challenge that's out there. Um, the reality hit, um, and I'm doing it. And yeah, I'm just um, looking forward to it. Really, how are you feeling? Is it nine years since your major stroke? But but there there have also been a few bumps on the road since. There's been lots of bumps um, in the course of the nine month, nine years. Um, I've had a second major stroke. I've had um, uh, a handful of smaller strokes. I've fallen down and broken my uh, hip and my pelvis, and uh, these sort of things are sent to try us. And all all you got to do is get up again and look for the next challenge and keep keep trying to improve. And this is just something, uh, just something just off, off, off the scale, really. It's actually building up to my 10th anniversary when I intend to do something even crazier. Well, this is fairly big and, and it is nine years since, so maybe we, it can count as your 10-year anniversary being nah, marked no? come nah, summer. No, no, it's, um, it'll, be, it'll be a good um, marker to see how far I can get and whether the next challenge will be feasible. Does I just hit milestones and just to show that strokes survive and you have a stroke, um, it's not the end. It's not the end by any stretch of the imagination. You can do normal things. You can do extreme things that I, I'm going to do. And it's just uh, it's real rebuilding your life after the stroke.
Okay, and you've been training for a number of months, I believe. How's yeah. that going? Basic, I've been doing some quite simple training. Um, I've been putting some walks in. I've been building up to um, 20, 10, 15, 20K, um, maybe once or twice a month. I've been doing walks of 5, 6K um, a couple of times a week. And I've been doing some gym work to... Um, build up my left leg um, to be able to put on the challenges. I mean, I'm under no illusion that it's going to be extremely difficult. Um, I'm now stepping up the um, training. I'll be looking to do long distances more often um, and do more gym work and uh, just start building up all the various things. I've been looking at month, looking at weeks leading up over the next uh, couple of months towards the marathon that i will have intense training um i'll be taking guidance from people who um are fit unlike myself um it's just getting there it's just doing the next thing good man um it, it seems like a good moment to um think that uh, exercise is good at reducing the risk of stroke for, yeah. for anyone yeah. um, and the other things that you need to look out for if you're listening to John and his inspirational story and thinking that you, you want to try and get into better shape in 2024. High blood pressure is a risk factor for strokes, so is obesity, um, not being physically active which, which is why um, you know the, the training that you're doing, John, is, is so appropriate. Uh, having a poor diet and smoking, are um, those risk factors account for between 80 and 90% of all strokes. Um, so, so if, if you try and um, take something away from today's show, it's to, it's to think about these things in 2024 and, and trying to reduce the, the risk to yourself and to your loved ones if possible. Yeah, I mean, they, look, a lot of what you said there is um, is quite standard. A lot of things that people don't know. Um, a stroke can happen to anyone at any age, at any time, anywhere. Um, there are various strokes. I was unfortunate enough to have the um, the more rare of the two. I had a bleed, which produced um, quite significant damage to my uh, the right side of my brain. Um, and that's that's not helps that's not helped by any of the little strokes or the second major stroke that I had. Um, but getting that message out there, get keeping fit and doing everything as you said. Uh, stress is a very important thing. You've got to try and keep that down. You've got to try and just manage the things. Just look after yourself better. It's not something I thought nine years ago that I could do any of this. I, I didn't think of, I didn't think that ever happened to me. I never thought anything of it. I just want to carry on. I want to carry on improving, and people out there should try and just look after themselves better. Okay, John. And uh, if we look ahead to the London Marathon, which is happening in April, um, what are your plans for the day? And uh, yeah, and I've got one more question after that for you. To get rounds to get round um it's uh, 42 kilometers um it's not going to be easy um i'm looking at maybe 10 10 hours so some sort of that's give me a sort of like yardstick to go by 
Um, obviously, I'm not going to be running. I'm going to be walking at um, a brisk pace. Um, obviously, the adrenaline is going to kick in. I'm going to do the first, probably the first five, six kilometers extremely fast. Um, I'm going to try and obviously produce it and yeah. get, get um, but I'm looking at 10 hours. If I can bring it down, I'll bring it down. Um, and that's that's really what my aim is for that. Um, if I have to stop, I will stop. Um, and I would take advice from um, a support runner um, who's yet to be decided um, who will be there. I'll obviously have a team of people keeping an army and keeping checks. Um, if I have to stop, I will stop. I mean, I'm under, like I said, I'm under no illusion of how great the task is. And John, if um, if somebody is listening to this and thinking, I'd like to support John, they can. You, you've got a, a fundraising page, right? I've got a fundraising page on Facebook. Um, if they look for uh, Shep's, um, Shep's Challenge, um, there's a page and it says Road to London, um, a link to the uh, Stroke Association specific page for me. Um, asking people to donate. Um, I do have a target. I've had a target of 2,000. I'm lucky that I've just got to 1,100. Um, over the course of the next couple of months, there'll be I'll be doing some uh, events that people have been gracious enough to involve themselves in for me. And, yeah, just people want to donate just to my particular page. And... Uh, hope to raise a bit of money. I don't normally do the raising money. Um, I think getting the message out there is just as important. That's been my aim. So, uh, but this time I've just got to, I've got to raise a bit of cash. And uh, that, that's for the Stroke Association. Yeah, it was Stroke Association. Good stuff. Well, we wish you every success, John. It's going to be a difficult few months preparing for that, I'm sure. But, um, but I'm sure that you'll apply yourself uh, fully to it and are up to the challenge and we wish you every success thank you very much john shepherd who's a uh, stroke survivor and will be taking on the london marathon in april uh, oh, what's this oh no it's not my birthday Thank you, thank you so much. Uh, oh no, you you can't you can't give away my age. People think I'm thirty. The wax is dripping onto the cake, so you need to do it. <laughs> <laughs> the three's already gone out. It's actually the fire alarm. Um, I'm wishing to be a little bit less embarrassed at the moment because I didn't see this coming at all (laughs) Um, Kelly is joining us are you ready to be even more embarrassed oh goodness if you go into Burley there's a lunch report that's labelled at the very top there oh goodness here we go (laughs) okay yep what do you want me to do with this play it please play it here we go (laughs) Jonathan Scott happy birthday Your name has become synonymous with Gibraltar today and I want to thank you for all your hard work during the year but also for those of us who get to work with you every day and see you every day. I hope it's clear to our listeners and viewers what a genuine nice person you are. I hope tomorrow you get a chance to celebrate with your family and friends. Happy birthday Jonathan. Happy birthday, Scotty. So sorry that I can't spend it with you as part of our lovely newsroom family. 
but I've escaped like the Pina Colada song. Have a great one and all the listeners. Happy, happy New Year. Jonathan Scott, what can I say? I mean, Kelly's told me that I ramble on, so to keep this relatively short, so I will try my best to keep it concise. There we go. I'm already rambling on, aren't I? Anyway, happy birthday for tomorrow. You're a presenter. Honestly, I'm saying this um, presenter to presenter. You're one I've looked up to, to for so many years, and you really are a, a nice guy off, off the microphone too. Uh, top man. So yeah, I hope you and your family have a great day tomorrow and a, and a great 2024. I'm sure you've got big things ahead. Happy birthday, Jonathan. I hope you have a wonderful day with your family and friends and also a happy new year to you and the family. I can't wait to see what Gibraltar today has in store for us in 2024. Happy birthday, Uncle John. Happy birthday, Uncle John. Hope you have a great day and looking forward to celebrating with you tomorrow. Happy birthday, bro. Hope you have a fantastic day. Love you very much. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday from Canada. Hi, Jonathan. Many happy returns, guapissimo. Hi, John. Happy birthday, guapo. And I hope you have a super day with your super family. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday, Daddy. Uh, look forward to celebrating with you tomorrow. Love you lots. Bye. Love you. Bye. Hey. Oh, That's it. What? <laughs> Surprise. I just, yeah, I'm, 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 Happy birthday. Okay, so we'll leave you to finish the rest of your show. I don't, I don't know what to say. That's the biggest deal we've made for anyone on that. I was going to say. I know it's a big one, being, you know, um, turning 34. Yeah, it's, yeah, um, yeah. It's really, it's a big one to celebrate, but, but thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much, uh, Kelly and welcome. everyone for the extremely <laughs> kind messages. And um, it, it's not ideal to be working um, around your birthday, but, but it's definitely been made a lot okay. easier by working with such amazing people. Uh, thank you so much. You're very, very welcome. Now, we are supposed to have Jordan Lopez in the studio from Jib Media talking yes. about uh, New Year celebrations. He should be here any yeah. second Let's see now. see if uh, Stefan walks through the door with him. Oh, yeah. there we go. Okay. Good timing. We'll leave you to it, Jonathan. Seamless. Enjoy the rest Kelly, of your show. I expected nothing less. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was lovely. Um, right, so I'm going to try and recompose myself and uh, tell you that uh, New Year's Eve celebrations are are back at Casemates after a four-year absence. Countdown, Confetti and Celebrations is the name of the show and it's been hosted by Cultural Services but organised by Jib Media. And Jordan Lopez has just arrived in the <laughs> nick of time. <laughs> what was happening in the studio? Just seen loads of people here. I was like, I missed yeah. the main part. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's your birthday. Well, tomorrow, tomorrow. Oh, okay, but, but okay. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. That you. looks really nice, Thank that you. cake. I know. It's, it's, uh, they've, they've made a big deal out of my 34th birthday. Yeah. But, um, but uh, it's, uh... <laughs> Actually, you're really happy about that. <laughs> um, uh, I'm delighted. Uh, I, I didn't see it coming at all because I was um, lost in other work. But uh, Jordan, thank you so much for joining us. No problem. Uh, so tell us, um, in, in, I mean, just great to be back at Casemate, I guess, no? Absolutely, yeah. You know, I think it's one of these events which uh, once we, we did the whole, um, during COVID, we did the, just a TV version, and it wasn't quite the same, you know, because it is that kind of celebration that people do get together as a family and, you know, send off or welcome in the new year. Uh, in, in special ways, you know, in, in cases together, in groups, because it's, it's just a, a bit more fun. 
And I think it was uh, one of these events that people really wanted to have it returned. And I think, I mean, everyone I've spoken to have said they're going to go to it. So it's yeah. obviously, we're expecting people to do turn up. And uh, and yeah, and you know, it's one of these uh, events, which I think started at the very beginning when Casemus was first like inaugurated many, many years ago. And it one of them that has sort of kept there and uh, has been very well supported every year. So it was uh, welcomed that the government decided to bring it back. And um, I mean, you, you talk about the returned or the renewed appetite for uh, big events. And, and yeah. that was shown by the Festival of Lights, which Absolutely, you also yeah. produced. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that was really, I think, a, a bit of a, not a shocker, but, a, you know, we've always had that event well attended. But this year, I think, was really uh, a really show of a community wanting to get back to its events, uh, like the Festival of Lights and Calentita and, and events like that. I think it's something which we all missed and we didn't realise just how much we missed it till we didn't have it. And then, obviously, people have decided to really come out in force and really be like, actually, we want to, we want this to happen in our, in our town. And if you look around, you know, you just go to Malaga or any of these uh, other cities in, in the nearby area you see that they have these events which are very much cemented in the cultural calendar and are always well supported by by just not just locals but people from abroad a lot of people come to spend new years in jib it's something which you don't really maybe realize a lot but a lot of hotels always ask us are we doing this event because a lot of people do fly over for a few days and stay here so it's always nice for them to have something to do other than just stay within their hotel so it's a nice way for them to experience the community and and what we do for new years and they they're always like why are you having grapes <laughs> i'm like why not <laughs> okay, like sometimes people do it with champagne some people with uvas and uh, and some people have their own family traditions and you see them in casements with a whole load of weird things which really like, yeah yeah see, like what, 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 um... i mean, I mean every, you know people do it with um with some people, oh, you know, with sweets or they they bring ah, okay, some like stuff. Twelve so, sweets, yeah, yeah. Or twelve sweets or food stuffs that they always bring, or they they have like twelve fire, one of these um like confetti, small confetti cannons, and each of the family members does one at one time. That's quite sweet. So there's loads of traditions which people do, which is specific to casements, you know, and uh, and they always come already after having a drink at home. So everyone's <laughs> in a jolly mood by that time. Excellent. Well, now, Jordan, tell us a little bit about what people can expect then. Live music as from 10.30? Absolutely. So we've got a DJ that will be uh, starting a night off and also finishing the night off at the end. Uh, DJ Danny will be there uh, with us playing tracks for everyone, not just uh, very, very family-friendly uh, music. And we have a Jesse, which I'm sure you all know, Jesse McLaren. from he's the brilliant. Uh, from the Jesse Tree. And he's been out of jib for quite some time. He came back this summer for a concert, which is which uh, I saw him when he releases EP. And that was a... Uh... Yeah, exactly. And I, I thought, actually, this is really good. Like, I, And, you know, it's always good to support local music. Sometimes people don't particularly like too much um, uh, original music and these type of events. But I think it's important. I think when they're good, I mean, we need to celebrate it. And I think Jesse they are very good. Yeah. Jesse has an and incredible Jetstream, set. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think Jetstream have... I mean, they are the New Year's band for Gibraltar. Yeah. I've been... People sometimes big say... Big energy. Big energy. And, and, you know, you don't find that many bands that are so great with their look with their own um, original music but also they really welcome in covers and they do stuff that people want to hear they embrace and, uh, them no? and they, they really embrace yeah. it and they give it their own um, their own twist on it and uh, as a band they're really really tight and they they can feed off the audience really well. They always listen to what people are reacting to and they change their sort of their lineup every year or every time they do it, they really listen to what people want to hear or what's current at the moment or what people want to dance to. So they're they're a great band and I, I love using them because they're also really easy to use and I, Nolan and the, and the team are always uh, really, really great to have with us and and they always deliver. You know, it's one of these bands that if you book them, they're going to deliver and I think on the night... Uh, they will definitely do that along with Jesse, obviously. And I know from um, other events that um, the question is always asked, will there be fireworks? No, there will not be fireworks. But I, I don't think we need them. I mean, I think on the last um, time that we did a New Year's at a City Hall, um, 
there were so many fireworks flying in from everywhere else that I don't even think we ever needed you, you a don't fireworks. Need official our fireworks. own no, fireworks that's, display. That's so no, sure. we don't have a fireworks display for many, many reasons. And uh, of, of course, you know, we the government have tried to sort of limit the use of fireworks throughout the years, and I think this is a uh, something in which in with keeping with, with that line. And and for us as well, you know, from a safety perspective, I think we need to be very mindful of how close people are to the fireworks in, in, in casements. And over the years, with it, with more health and safety regulations, we need to be very very mindful of that. And um, yeah, and if we can't sort of guarantee people's safety in in that tone, we need to move away from it. All right, and just very finally, um, the show will be presented by. GBC Chief Executive James Nish and the Miss Gibraltar, the current Miss Gibraltar, Faith yeah. Torres. Uh, so they'll bring us into, they'll take us into 2024 with the traditional countdown at midnight. And uh, we'd love a great atmosphere. I'm sure there will be a great atmosphere at Casemates. But if you're at home, uh, you can join it um, via GBC as That's from right. 11 o'clock. From 11 o'clock, yeah. Well, we wish you every success with that event. Thank you for joining us, Jordan Lopez of Jib Media. We'll also have our third and final instalment of the review of the year, looking back at some of the biggest news stories to make local headlines in 2023. There was chaos at the frontier as commuters encountered big delays after a new traffic system was put in place by Spanish authorities. The Gibraltar government started reciprocal ad hoc scanning of non-UK citizens' documents, saying it did so reluctantly. We all want the same outcome. We want a treaty that works for all of us, that gets rid of the problems that we're seeing with the frontier, etc. But that good faith has to be demonstrated on the ground. Young learners at Bishop Fitzgerald, Governor's Meadow and St. Mary's began the autumn term in new schools, which were inaugurated over the course of several days. To me, my brief is improve education of the children. We've managed it and however we achieve it, I think that's worthwhile. September was a month the buses stopped running. Employees of the bus company started strike action, saying entry-level pay should be the same as other drivers in the public service. They want government to be a lot more proactive on the matter. Um, look, we, we hope as a union they will be, because look, we want, we want the issue resolved. We want people getting uh, fair day's pay for fair day's work. The chief minister published anonymized salaries. Fabian Bigardo accused bus drivers of escalating industrial action unreasonably, while Unite said figures had been inflated. Despite meetings between the government and the union, the pay dispute could not be resolved, leaving many bus users with no transportation until action was paused later in the summer. Probably a notice saying that the buses are not uh, running. But I come here, another. Oh, I didn't know they were on strike. <laughs> so I can't ride my motorcycle and I can't drive my car. National Day celebrations returned to casemates after a hiatus due to COVID and the death of the Queen. The then Foreign Secretary James cleverly visited in a private capacity, although he posted a video online which was played during the rally. So I'm here in Casemate Square in Gibraltar with the family on holiday, but also taking the opportunity to join you celebrating a national day. The news everyone had been anticipating came hot on the heels of the national holiday. On the 12th of September, a general election was called. Gibraltar would go to the polls in exactly a month's time. The GSD's Elliot Phillips left frontline politics, followed by Daniel Feetham. 
And for the GSLP Liberals, Albert Isla, Paul Balban, Samantha Sacramento and Stephen Linares all stepped back from frontline politics. And having earlier confirmed no alliance with the GSD, Together Gibraltar said it would itself not contest the election. The parties presented their slates of 10, with five new names in the alliance lineup and six in the GSDs. Independent candidate Robert Vasquez also signed on in Parliament. GSD candidate Youssef Elhanna was accused of anti-Semitism by the GSLP Liberals. The alliance also took aim at Daniela Tilbury's time as vice-chancellor of the university. The controversies would rage throughout the election, as well as accusations of racism levelled back by the GSD at Sir Joe Bosano. I'm not saying that Keith would propose an Andorra-style solution. I'm saying it would be proposed to him. I'm saying it would be proposed to him because of what he has written before. And, and therefore, and therefore, a vote for Asopadvi, given what he said about cutting costs, given what his candidates have said about issues in the Middle East, a vote for Asopadvi is a vote for Andorra, austerity and potentially anti-Semitism. So now we know who's behind the outrageous lies and memes. You. To say that if you vote for the GSD, it's a vote for anti-Semitism is a disgusting lie. Well, I'll tell you Carry something. I'll, I'll, tell say, you something. I'm sorry. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. Amidst election fever, the world kept spinning. The first keys were given to future residents of Hassan Centenary Terraces. In Spain, the leader of the conservative Partido Popular Party, Alberto Feijó, failed to secure enough support to form government, leaving the way open for the PSOE incumbent, Pedro Sánchez. Flags flew at half-mast in honour of trade unionist and organiser of the 1972 general strike, José Neto, who died at the age of 92. The government offered its support and assistance to Morocco after a devastating earthquake. And exhibitions marked 60 years of Gibraltar at the United Nations and 230 years of the Garrison Library, respectively. October opened with the election campaign in full swing. The GSLP Liberals committed to eliminating the housing waiting list by the end of the next term, if re-elected. We're also going to make it easier for you to rent a government home which might be needing repair. For its part, the GSD said it would introduce a wide range of democratic reforms if elected to reduce the power of the government and make it more accountable. Everyone else is growing to make to precisely get on the road to better accountability. With the lack of an EU treaty an ever-present concern, the then Foreign Secretary said the outcome of the elections in Gibraltar and Spain would make no difference to the UK's commitment to put the rock first. That uh, we have on either side of the border, we will always act with the interests of Gibraltarians at the forefront of our might. An infestation of caterpillars saw the new Bishop Fitzgerald School evacuated. Well, I only just found out about it just a few minutes ago before coming to pick him up. It sounded like um, they'd be moving quite quickly, you know, to try and get it sorted out. I remember last week he was saying there were lots of caterpillars. It's, it's quite a surprise. I haven't heard anything about it. We've just heard now when we've come to pick, them, uh, pick the child up that uh, they've been the whole day at uh, Tercentenary Hall. The government said the caterpillars were harmless, adding there had been a population explosion 
The school was cleaned and students returned. The body of a Filipino man was recovered from the sea after he reportedly fell into the water from the detached mole. The Royal Gibraltar Police said no foul play was suspected. A record haul of cocaine with an estimated street value of £30 million was seized by customs from ships in Gibraltar waters. Following the 7th of October Hamas attack on Israel, former Together Gibraltar leader Malan Hassanon said the lack of public statements by the ROC's political leaders was deeply offensive. The sentiment was shared by her sister Fleur Hassanon, deputy mayor of Jerusalem. We woke up to sirens. My kids, I've got four children, they were all home. They woke me up and we all ran to the shelter. We spent the majority of Saturday morning in the shelter. Following a heated election campaign, the two men vying for the post of chief minister went face to face on GBC television the night before Gibraltar went to the polls. We will ensure that Gibraltar achieves the safe and secure treaty that we are on the cusp of achieving and that the negotiating team that I have led with Joseph Garcia is going to be able to deliver. If you want to deal with the domestic failings of this government in health or housing or special needs, if you want a long-term plan for Gibraltar, then that plan is the GSD plan. The day arrived. Over 19,000 people cast their votes to decide the next government. And due to a new digitally-assisted counting system, it was a nail-biting night for voters, politicians and pundits alike, as results began to come in in real time. It came down to a 9-H divide, with all eyes on which candidate would take the ninth spot in government. A position reached by Sergio Bosano with a difference of just 272 points against Daniela Tilbury. With the exception of Vijay Dayanani, victory was declared for the GSOP Liberals. Pedro, it is time now that you too should form a government and that together we should finish the treaty that we started. For his part, a disappointed Keith Asobardi said his party had come far and would keep fighting for change. We haven't succeeded, but we've taken it to a position where we have eight opposition MPs and we will do our best for the people of Gibraltar, given the role that we've been given. Announcing the ministerial portfolios in the following days, Fabian Picardo said it was with humility and hard work that his government would get on with the task at hand. And along with ministerial and shadow ministerial reshuffles, a significant number of senior civil servants were moved. The landmarks of the political calendar rolled on under the re-elected administration, with Deputy Chief Minister Joseph Garcia calling for meaningful engagement from the United Nations Fourth Committee. A long-awaited day arrived, when every government counter was once again open to the public for the first time in over three and a half years. Cross-frontier workers were among those waiting to resolve pending matters. The Financial Action Task Force confirmed Gibraltar would be removed from its grey list by February 2024, pending a site inspection. 
The date was set for the main hearing in the inquiry into the early retirement of the former police commissioner Ian McGrail. Four weeks starting from the 8th of April 2024 to be broadcast live on GBC television. The inquiry chair, Sir Peter Openshaw, also examined whether the hearing would deal with the Attorney General's decision to discontinue a prosecution in 2022. And election followed election as the GSD announced it would hold a leadership contest. Damon Bosino, the second most voted GSD candidate, put himself forward against Keith Asabarathy. Also in October, following flight diversions and cancellations, the government said Brexit had been a complete game-changer. The ROC reaffirmed its social, political and business links with the UK at Gibraltar Day in London. And a new natural history museum at Parsons Lodge opened to the public. November began with the Royal Gibraltar Police arresting a serving police inspector and two former officers. The arrests were not linked to the McGrail inquiry but did come to light following investigations in relation to it. The three were released on bail to the new year. As Prostate Cancer Awareness Month got underway, it was revealed that 62 men had been diagnosed with the cancer in the last two years. Half of those were referred for a prostate biopsy. The collapse of an established home refurbishments company saw homeowners fear the loss of thousands of pounds. SFA Total Refurbishments and SFA Home announced they were cancelling all operations, following concerns from clients over paid-for but not completed projects and a lack of communication. There's people that have given them the keys and if you're not getting a reply, you want your keys back. You want, you want other people to take over and now everyone's a bit stuck. For its part, SFA said it was taking legal advice on the best way forward and would be in contact with those affected when possible. Gibraltar's first private hospital opened with The Rock's first MRI scanner. JibMed International Hospital took the former site of the primary care centre in the ICC. Health Minister Gemma Arias Vasquez said GHA patients would soon be able to have MRI scans done there. The services which the oncology department can offer are greater than those which are currently offered. Um, there's a cath lab coming, so there's a lot happening so that um, services are repatriated mainly to the GHA but also to clinics that, um, that work in Gibraltar. The opening of Parliament saw Gibraltar's first female speaker sworn in. Karen Ramage said Parliament should be functional, fair and forward-thinking. For me, what drives me more than being the first is being the best, the best that I can be at doing the job that I'm called upon to do. Nine new faces were sworn in as members of Parliament and the number of women MPs doubled from two to four out of 17. In his speech, Fabian Picardo announced a consultation to mirror the UK in banning the sale of tobacco to anyone born after 2009. Former Prime Minister David Cameron became the UK's new Foreign Secretary. The Chief Minister congratulated him and told GBC Lord Cameron was not a bad appointment. He's somebody who gave us the access to the UK market as we left the European Union. Somebody who cared deeply about Gibraltar. Blue ID card holders had difficulty crossing the frontier, with most asked for proof of flights or hotel bookings. The government said the existing status quo had not changed, with the GSD calling this wholly insufficient. The regional press reported Spanish police were identifying many hotel bookings as fraudulent or dishonest. 
Following months of uncertainty after the Spanish general election in July and a failed bid for the premiership by Pepe leader Alberto Feijo, PSOE leader Pedro Sánchez secured enough support to be reinvested via a controversial deal with the Catalan pro-independence party Junts. Fabian Picardo said he hoped that a safe and secure treaty for Gibraltar could be reached soon. A royal visit got off to an unusual start as the patron of the literary festival, Princess Anne, had her flight diverted to Malaga due to heavy fog on the rock. The Princess Royal, the former Prime Minister, Theresa May, and celebrity chef, Dame Mary Berry, all arrived in Gibraltar via a Spanish-registered minivan. Once here, the Princess Royal fitted in a number of engagements. A really good place for storytellers, for people who had exchanging ideas culinary ones, but also literary ones, if they had it, or just stories. So arguably, a really good place to have a literary festival. Theresa May told a packed John McIntosh Hall that including Gibraltar in Brexit negotiations had been very important to her. She was interviewed by Fabian Picardo on her book, The Abuse of Power. It's about saying that your task is to put the interests of those you are there to represent, to serve, to protect, first, and your own interests, second. Gibraltar's Euro qualifying campaign ended. It saw a 14-0 defeat to France. Captain Roy Cipollina reminded critics that they faced the world's strongest opposition with limited resources. We're Gibraltar. People have to understand our population is 30,000. The pool of players we picked from our, what, 50 players we've got to pick from, 100. You know, and... The boys have given everything tonight. Can't ask for more. A letter to the governor on behalf of 22 police whistleblowers claimed they were being punished for speaking out. They accused the RGP of ongoing persecution and oppression and called for an independent inquiry under Home Office oversight into their disclosures. The population of Gibraltar was estimated to have grown to around 38,000 people following the 2022 census. It was a significant rise from the 2012 census, which recorded a population of 32,000. Also in November, recruitment began for a new stipendary magistrate following the early retirement of Charles Bido. Gibraltar and Tangier signed a memorandum of understanding. And Boney M entertained the crowds at the winter party in town. December began with an uncommon illness hitting the rock, with four cases of Legionnaire's disease, one of which sadly proved fatal. An investigation into the cause of the infections put forward three possible sources and people were advised to run unused taps and use proper screen-washing fluid in their cars. This is a significant number of cases for Gibraltar because the last case we had was about 10 years ago. So this is a lot of cases for us to have in a short time period, hence why a strategic coordinating group has been established. The much-awaited news. Following general elections in Spain and here, negotiations for a future EU relationship treaty got underway once again, albeit with no fixed deadline in sight. This followed a meeting between David Cameron and the newly reappointed José Manuel Álvarez. Mr Álvarez said joint use of the airport was part of the Spanish proposal. He said the deal was close to completion, but that nothing is agreed till everything is agreed. Estamos tan cerca. Que ya lo que quedan son aspectos específicos. 
the Chief Minister and Deputy Chief Minister travelled to Madrid for technical and practical discussions. The government said it remained fully committed to reaching a safe and secure treaty for Gibraltar in line with the New Year's Eve agreement. Fabian Picardo told Parliament parties in the negotiating teams were looking into a formula to have flights to and from the EU. It seems to me that every party now is willing to get this over the line. And if we can get it over the line, at least with an agreement in principle by Christmas, well, for me, I think that's the greatest Christmas present that all of us can receive. Keith Asabardi was re-elected leader of the GSD, following a contest which saw the executive and party members vote. Mr Asabardi took 58.6% of the vote, with Damon Bossino at 41.4%. He said his party now had to build on its achievements. This campaign has been difficult for, for all of us uh, because you're pitching your own vision, uh, which is different to the other person, the other candidate. So I understand that, but I hope and I called for unity. It's important that people swing behind the successful candidate. Nick Calamaro also retained the Together Gibraltar leadership. TG, the GSLP Youth and the GSD encouraged people to respond to the government's consultation on lowering the voting age from 18 to 16. Someone is taxed and um, then if someone is also able to consent to, to relations, if someone is able to live basically what an adult life is, then they should have a say in how their money is spent and how to live that and how to live that life. The GHA scrapped controversial plans to build a new entrance to the hospital with the COVID fund. It said it was taking feedback on board. It also announced a refocusing of the complaints office with this move to the health ministry. We've listened um, to people, we've listened to the reaction and we decided to park that project um, for now and look at alternative uses for the COVID fund. Two former Royal Gibraltar police officers and one serving officer were released from arrest on suspicion of conspiracy to pervert the course of justice. The RGP said a further two former officers remain on bail and a third is still under investigation. The CEO of Entain stepped down due to pressure from investors following a rocky year and falling share value. The gaming group had a significant operation in Gibraltar and made a number of local workers redundant settling a bribery investigation for millions of pounds. In Parliament, the announcement that Darren Grech would stand down as Chief Secretary at the end of the year for personal reasons. He would start working on a number of education projects, reporting directly to Fabian Picardo. The Chief Minister appointed Glendon Martinez, previously Director of the Post Office, as the next Chief Secretary. We, in, in the short spell of time that we had in, bet in between COVID in particular, we achieved quite a lot. My vision is to modernize the civil service. I think that we have a great opportunity to, to automate systems, to improve on what we currently have. A total blackout was caused by a voltage drop which affected the high voltage network. The blackout lasted for up to an hour and a half with the electricity authority apologizing to customers. Power outages really are, are unknown. Uh, they will happen when you least expect them. The Northmore Power Station, as everybody knows, a highly complex uh, piece of equipment, uh, high-tech uh, high equipment, uh, and the actual network is little by little being upgraded. Also in December, a senior government employee was arrested for reasons which were not made public. 
the GBC Open Day raised a record total of £197,539 for charity. And The Rock recorded its hottest December day, keeping the heat on as 2023 drew to a close. Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand.